0: BLOB TALK RADIO Good evening everybody and live from Game 7 of the World Series It's the 4th and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa Jana, we've, we found a quiet space here at the Jake <laughs> And uh, we're going to do the show and uh, hopefully nobody will interrupt us but, uh, We can
1: only hope, must, we'll see how it goes
0: You must be, must be pretty psyched about your uh, Cowboys being 6-1 and one. And I have to admit I was actually rooting for them this week against the Eagles
1: well, it's, as a Giants fan, it's better for you if the, the Cowboys win than the Eagles. But I, honestly, as Cowboys, I'm just always waiting for the other shoe to drop. I like it, but I'm also very nervous about it.
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like Jerry Jones keeps pushing out Tony Romo's return timetable. So, you know, maybe they'll just keep rolling with what's working for them now and see how that works for them.
1: That would be nice. I would like it. We're going to see what happens, though. I mean, but your bye week went well. Nobody got arrested. Nobody got hurt. Everybody was good. Yeah, the
0: arrested part is is pretty key for the Giants. But, um, yeah. (laughs) Not all of the NFC East
1: can say that this week.
0: No, no, not at all. So, um, (laughs) yeah, I guess this week the, the Giants will get their crack at the Eagles at home. So we'll see how that goes. But, so, yeah. In addition to having the 16s on bye last week, we have yet another 16 oh. bye week this week. No London games, so it's not quite as exciting as last week was, but still, um, it's, this is going to wreak havoc with a lot of people's lineups. Here we've got uh, Arizona, Chicago, Cincinnati, Houston, New England, and Washington all on bye this week, so that's going to make some interesting uh, decisions, especially at quarterback and and wide yeah. receiver, I think. So we'll see. So before okay, I blabber we got on some good too about that, <laughs> Before I blabber on too much about that, um, why don't you tell people how they can get in touch with us?
1: Well, there are a number of ways. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the number four T H N inches show at fantasy underscore Sherpa and J K I M one six on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. Uh, And, of course, all week long at FantasyFootballSherpa.com. We'll be here for you for the next hour from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time, as we are every Wednesday night, come rain or shine or Game 7 of the World Series. We're still here for you. (laughs) Um, So, of course, we'll we'll cover all the games this week, uh, your starts, your sits, the news and notes, injuries, your daily fantasy picks, your waiver wire picks, all that good stuff. And then if, miraculously, we don't answer your question – You can find us on social media. We're happy to help you with your lineup all week long. So it's a nice little action packed show, despite six teams being on by. One of my least favorite weeks of the year.
0: It always seems like probably thanks (sighs) to my procrastination or my getting off on tangents, we seem to be scrambling to finish the show. I'm wondering if we had a week where there was no games at all. yeah, her team was on no, by, we'd probably still find a way season, to, like, really drive that do right
1: down to the r- wire. to get
0: it in under the wire. So, so why don't we start <laughs> right in on the beloved Thursday night game. We've got Atlanta at Tampa Bay. I, I can tell that you're excited about this one. I think this is going to be the highest scoring game of the week. What? Atlanta, I don't see Tampa Bay being able to stop the run or the pass. Tampa Bay, I, you know, Excuse me, let me rephrase that. Tampa Bay, I don't think will stop the run or the pass. Atlanta, I don't think will stop the pass. I think that all adds up to a really high scoring game. Jameis Winston will have a good game. Not quite as good as Matt Bryant, but I think Atlanta wins this. Although with a final score of Atlanta 41, Tampa 31.
1: Oh, wow. You are not kidding about that being high scoring.
0: Um, you didn't believe me last week about Atlanta and Green Bay.
1: Yeah, that's true. And still uh I can't I can't go nearly that high. I I think that I agree with you there are some aspects about this that are gonna be poor, such as defenses, but I just on Thursday night that is that is aggressive. I've got Atlanta winning twenty seven twenty one. Um Tampa Bay doesn't even have any running backs right now. I mean I like I think, what are you I think talking there about? are
0: might not what? be very good, but
1: they've oh, well, got a couple right, yeah.
0: of that we'll, we'll, we'll they them. They have some guys so. who know
1: how to play running back. Are, are they ones that won one on my fantasy team? Probably not. Um, but the lack of consistency in their run game concerns me a little bit. And, uh, I I mean, I think Atlanta's good. Both sides have a lot of injuries. I just – that is a lot of points. I can't get quite on that bandwagon as hard as you are.
0: All right. Well, then you're probably not going to be on this bandwagon either, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Tying Atlanta for the most points scored this week is going to be your beloved Dallas Cowboys as they venture to Cleveland. Cleveland at the bottom of the defensive ranks for both running and passing. Um, I think Ezekiel Elliott, if he doesn't have 150 yards rushing at least in this game, I'm going to be mighty surprised. And even with a pass game that might not be hitting on all cylinders, I think Dallas is going to have more than enough to put away Cleveland pretty easily. I'll go with the final score of Dallas, 41, Cleveland, 28.
1: Okay. I mean, I like I like that. I like a lot of that. I also have Dallas winning. I've got them winning 32-21. Uh, I guess I'm a little... More optimistic about Cleveland. Uh, I'm very concerned about this Dallas defense this week. There weren't a lot of healthy bodies to begin with. Now we're down uh, Claiborne and Church, and that makes me very, very uncomfortable. But I think Dallas does still win this game, but I think Cleveland will make it a little more interesting.
0: Well, I have them scoring more points than you do, but you have the final score being a couple points closer than I do. So yeah. Let's we'll see how that pans yeah. out. Colby is still out there in a lot of leagues. Love Colby. I don't know why.
1: Oh, so much. I could do absolutely without Terrence Williams. But, you know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> they don't ask he didn't to make do much, much the first half last week against the Eagles, but he had a nice second half there. Had some good, catch, a couple good catches in the game-winning drive on the, at the end there. So
1: True, but also pretty much compared to the Eagles wide receivers, anybody's going to look good.
0: And he did try to throw a pass too. The thing I didn't understand yeah, that was the players that, that tried was... to throw one pass last week, and both <laughs> of them were incomplete. And for some reason, they had different quarterback ratings. So I don't quite understand how that works. But anyway, if if that's the most impressive thing, I'm the college football committee about, also uh,
1: works on the the quarterback <laughs> rankings. Apparently.
0: Okay. So next up, we've got Pittsburgh at Baltimore. Uh, I, I don't think this will be quite the defensive battle that most people do, but I think it'll be a, a close game. I see Baltimore winning this by a field goal, regardless of whether Ben Roethlisberger plays. And you probably know more than I do, but I would guess that he probably exactly. does. But I'll I'll pick um, Baltimore to win this by a field goal at home. I'll say Baltimore twenty-seven, Pittsburgh twenty-four.
1: Wow, I actually have the exact same result. Baltimore 27-24, uh, and just for what it's worth, spoiler alert, I've got a pretty good authority. Ben Roethlisberger is going to play this week. Um, but I think that even with Big Ben under center, uh, I just think obviously he's not 100%, and this is a rivalry game anyway. They're in Baltimore. I think the Ravens just have a little bit more going for them overall, continuity-wise. Um, I, just, I think they'll be able to take this.
0: Okay, next up we've got another um division rivalry game. We've got the Eagles traveling up the turnpike to visit the Giants. Unfortunately for my beloved Giants, I just don't see them being able to muster anything on the ground against the Eagles and the Eagles actually have a pretty good pass defense which doesn't bode well for the Giants. I see the Eagles Mustering just enough offense to win this. I'll say final score: Eagles 24, Giants 17. And hopefully, like heck, I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I've got the Eagles winning this 23-20. Um, I think this is going to be a pretty sloppy game. I'm not expecting uh, a lot of things I want to write home about in this. Um, but just overall, the Eagles, I think, are a little bit more put together of a team. I like. I probably like more facets of the Giants offense than I do the Eagles. Um but the Giants defense is kind of a killer. I just it's tough to overcome that.
0: So what do you think about the Eagles running back situation, Ryan Matthews, Darren Spoles? Do you believe that Darren Spoles is gonna be their featured back or do you
1: think, I think he should be I don't think he's gonna be do? Um I think Darren Sproles should absolutely be their number one back. I think they're they're kind of shooting themselves in the foot by not using him that way. Um, but with it being the Eagles, they're a little stubborn about a lot of things, and I think they're going to stick with Matthews uh, unless something dramatically changes, like an injury. Uh, I just I think it's the wrong move. I think it's hurting them.
0: I just wonder though, is Sproles really the kind of guy that could get you know twenty 25- five? Carries in a game and still be effective. And of course, you know, that's a knock more on his physical stature than anything else. But, uh, I mean, he's getting up there in years, too, for a running back. But I'm just, yeah, I don't mind that, though. But he sure puts
1: the ball on the ground less than Ryan Matthews and and Smallwood does. I mean, I I could absolutely do without Smallwood.
0: All right. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to work Smallwood in more this week or.
1: I know they're but, forcing uh, him down they're, they're they're trying to make They're trying to make it happen And it's not And they're forcing it into situations Where it's not working And it continues to burn them But yet they keep going back to it Like it just doesn't make sense to me
0: Well the guy's obviously elusive Is evidenced by that uh, Kickoff return for touchdown A couple weeks ago But of course that Yeah that's great necessarily... He could be a
1: special teams guy all day I don't think he's ready to be An NFL running back yet though
0: We'll see how that plays out.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> next game up is Detroit at Minnesota. Minnesota just fired their offensive coordinator today.
1: He resigned.
0: That, well, he resigned to pursue other opportunities. Perhaps not that he has any he was but, future uh,
1: endeavored. <laughs>
0: yeah, so Fritz Shermer taking over now. I just I again the Vikings to me have all the makings of one of those teams that starts out 4-0 and ends up the season 6-10, and I just really think that offense is pretty pathetic and I don't see a new offensive coordinator being able to get more out of the personnel than what they have now. You know, Detroit, no great shakes, especially on defense, but I actually picked up their defense this week over the Raiders defense. I'm going with a final score of Detroit 13, Minnesota 10, which means I think that these two teams combined will score about half the number of points that the Cowboys and the Falcons will score this week. By wow. themselves.
1: Okay. That's, that's a statement. Um, I agree with you. I, I have a lot of concerns about Minnesota. The bye week came at the worst time for them. And I think the worst move they could have made for this offense was Norv Turner leaving. Um, So I I agree with you. I think this kind of the writing is on the wall here that unless they get a win this week, and I don't think that's happening, that all of a sudden we're kind of in a tailspin and things are getting to be a little grim, especially the fact that teams like the Packers have seemingly turned their their season around a little bit, but we'll get to them later. Uh, I've got Detroit winning 24-21 despite Matt Stafford's declining fantasy production over the last few weeks, I think he's still got enough in the tank here to pull us off, even against a tough defensive matchup.
0: All right. Next up, we've got New York Jets uh, going against Miami, coming off a bye week. And this should be one of the more competitive games of the day. We'll see how good... um, Miami's run offense is against the Jets' run defense. It's funny the Jets have the top-ranked run defense and the last-ranked um, pass defense. So,
1: you know, I would Island's imagine not that so scary Ryan. Anymore.
0: No, um, I would imagine that Ryan Tannehill is and uh, Jarvis Landry are going to have big games, and yeah. I think Miami will pull this one out too in a close game. I'll go with a final score of Miami twenty-four. Jets 20.
1: Uh I've got Miami winning 34 or 31-24. Uh I I don't think JGJ is going to get 200 yards, but I think he's going to have himself a nice game. Uh Jarvis Landry and Ryan Tannehill are going to be all over this Jets defense. Uh I think it's going to be kind of a coming out party for Miami. Their offensive lines intact. Their offense seems to look like they remember how to play football. And I think this Jets offense is exactly what the Miami defense needs to get a little confidence because that's a, a, this is a game that I think is either going to be competitive the whole way or the Jets are going to fall apart very early and it's going to get out of hand fast. I don't think there's a middle ground for this game.
0: Okay. So next up we've got Jacksonville at Kansas city. I've been, stubbornly picking against Kansas City the last few weeks, and I'm not going to do that this week. I think Kansas City at home against Jacksonville. Jacksonville should be able to throw the ball against Kansas City. Kansas City obviously with some problems health-wise in the backfield with such Kendrick West. Is going to be their featured back this week. And not that that's a bad thing, but, you know, he's down to their third already, their third string yeah, Jamal Charles put Don't on IR. Don't worry, guys,
1: Niall Davis is available.
0: <laughs> he is. But um, <laughs> I think Chuck requests West will be, you know, plenty of, you know, what they need this week. And I'll say that uh, that's enough to overcome Blake Bortles' you know, garbage time passing stats, and I'll go with the final score of oh. Kansas City, 24, Jacksonville 20, and hopefully Jacksonville won't wear those uniforms the, the...
1: ever, ever again yeah, I'd I'd be fine with that um, this this is a tough one for me, Jacksonville I, holds a special place in my heart I I want this to work for them, but Nick Foley and Dynamite, Nick Foles under center for Kansas City this week, I, I'm excited about it, this is going to be a good thing I think Kansas City is going to win 28-20. Jacksonville, there's a lot of things that need to be fixed. Uh, Their defense needs a little bit of loving. Their offense needs a lot of loving. Blake Bortles has some mechanics he needs to fix. Just overall, this team needs a little bit of an overhaul. Gus Bradley maybe needs a little bit of help there. I don't know, but I don't think this is their week. Going to Kansas City is tough. That Kansas City defense is a tough matchup. I just I don't see a lot of ways that Jacksonville's going to win this game.
0: Okay. So, so far, we're agreeing on most of the games this week. That's a little bit scary. But, we've had a. Well,
1: it is, it is Actually, you know, that time of year. It was just Halloween, so maybe it's a holdover.
0: Yeah, so far, we've agreed on all of them. But I don't think we can keep that going. It happened once last week, but I mean, last year, but uh, we'll see. So, next Ooh. up. We've got New Orleans, and the suspense continues here, New Orleans at San Francisco. New Orleans, interesting backfield situation. Mark Ingram being benched last week. Tim Hightower got an opportunity and rushed for over 100 yards. He's a really popular pickup on the waiver wire this week, along with Charkandrick West.
1: I have and no they, issues they with
0: that. None. They can obviously throw the ball. I think you know they'll be able to run the ball pretty well, too, against San Francisco. San Francisco should be able to run the ball against um, New Orleans, but I think this all adds up to a New Orleans victory by a touchdown. Final score, New Orleans 31, San Francisco 24. And for your totally useless stat of the week, San Francisco's only averaging 10 yards a game more passing than the Cowboys are rushing.
1: That's That's terrible. <laughs> oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> um, well, the trend continues. I'm also taking New Orleans. I've got them winning by a little more than you do. I'm taking them 34-24. Uh, there are some good things about San Francisco, but not nearly enough to overcome this New Orleans offense. Uh, I just think Drew Brees is going to have himself a pretty nice day.
0: Okay, just based on what I know of your text, after having done this with you for seven years now, for seven seasons yep. now, I think we're actually gonna have a second time in our seven years that we're gonna agree on all thirteen games but I may
1: I may surprise I you here. To
0: be right. Let's uh,
1: see what happens. <laughs> okay.
0: Next up we've got Caroline there's there's one game where I think actually there's well um, all right I well, think we have I'll the potential for two that.
1: differences here.
0: Yeah I'm I'm thinking not this game though. I, I think here We've got Carolina I don't know. at Los Angeles.
1: I this don't one know. <laughs>
0: doesn't. This one doesn't look close to me. Um, I think Carolina is going to run roughshod over Los Angeles' defense. Los Angeles should be able to pass some against Carolina, but to me, this looks like a blowout. I'll go with a final score of Carolina 34, and Los Angeles 17.
1: I I I see what you're saying there, and. I actually think that the Rams may get the upset here in a close one, 27-24. I don't have a ton of reasons why, I think, other than just kind of a gut feeling. I love this matchup for Case Keenum. I'm not scared by the Carolina defense. I get that Cam Newton's feeling all warm and fuzzy after talking to Roger Goodell, and that's great and all. Uh, But I think that, you know, maybe – all of the the drama of the week, traveling out to, to the West Coast. I think that maybe this is the week the Rams, you know, kind of are able to pull the wool over Carolina's eyes, get something late in the game, and uh, you know, just pull an upset here.
0: Well, you just took all the suspense out of the show, but uh... really
1: sorry about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well you're forgiven. I just don't with Todd Gurley that he has to be the most disappointing high first-round fantasy pick so far this year. It's just...
1: I mean, yeah. I know, that's not I it. know
0: that uh, Antonio Brown hasn't exactly been lighting the world on fire either, but Todd Gurley... He I, at least I has glimpses. Many,
1: Todd Gurley has not. I mean, yeah, he's one of he the the leading yards, yards after contact uh, players in the league, stat-wise, but like, that's a horrible stat to lead in.
0: Yeah. So... Next up, we've got Tennessee at San Diego. This was the game I thought we might differ on. Tennessee lives and died and by the run. San Diego <laughs> lives and died by the pass. I think even with um, DeMarco Murray suffering with a toe injury, I think if Derrick Henry has to take over, he's more than capable of doing so. Phillip Rivers should be able to do some good things through the air, but you know Travis Benjamin is hurt. You know... Yeah, I just see this going Tennessee's way, although with the final score of Tennessee, the well-rested Tennessee Titans 28, the San Diego Chargers 24.
1: Well, that's scary. I actually have the exact same score and Tennessee winning this game, so it's probably good that I picked the Rams for an upset since this was one of the few games we were going to differ on. Um, I I just Tennessee right now, their defense is is very strong and I get that Phillip Rivers can exploit that a little better because he will throw more than a lot of quarterbacks would Um, but just DeMarco Murray is so good and he's behind an offensive line that I mean it's not the Cowboys offensive line but it's not bad and they're getting better as time goes on Mariota is maturing as the season goes this this Titans team is really starting to come together and I'm excited about it Um, despite some of, of the San Diego wide receivers being a little banged up Uh, I still think it's going to be a strong showing. This is one of the games I'm excited to watch. This might be my favorite of the afternoon games, or the late games, if you will.
0: The one game, the one thing I don't understand about Tennessee is that they haven't really decided to go all in on Kendall Hunter yet. I just I don't really understand that. Just his snap count doesn't really measure up to some of the other guys yet, and I think he's definitely the most explosive weapon in the past game, but yeah, we'll see how that plays out. But if he's available in your league and you're in need of either an injury replacement or a bi-week replacement and he's still out there, then I think he's definitely worth a speculative grab. He certainly has more, I would say, upside than, than somebody like Cole Beasley, who I really like a lot and have on a team. But I think if I had a choice between the two, I'd rather have Kendall Hunter. <sighs> Okay.
1: Bold statement. I might go the other way, but that's all right. Both good, good choices.
0: Next up, we've got Indianapolis at Green Bay. I'm not really sure what you're going to do with this one because you seem to like and pick both of these. Teams against all reason sometimes, but um, <laughs> I'm guessing that uh, we're actually going to agree on this. To the only
1: method ma- the only method is the madness is that there is madness to the method. That's how it works.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, I've given up on trying to figure out how how we or how we differ in our thinking. Just, <laughs> I just know that it it's quite different. But I'm guessing yeah. we agree on this game too. I think this should be fun if you like uh, offensive. You know, passing contests, you know, you've got Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Locke, two of the best. Even though Aaron Rodgers' yardage isn't that high this season, he's still throwing for a lot of passing touchdowns. I think Green Bay at home give them the advantage. I'll go with the final score, Green Bay 28, Indianapolis 20. And if I had to pick at this point, um, I reluctantly agree with you that even with all their problems in the run game, Green Bay is probably going to end up being the class of the division once again
1: there you go. Aaron Rodgers always tells us just to relax. It's all gonna be okay. <laughs> um, I agree with you. Green Bay's gonna win this. It's just Indy's, uh, Indy's defense is just a little too suspect. Even with Green Bay, you know, not really having a running back, it's all right. They're gonna figure it out. Uh, I've got them winning 30-24, uh, and like you said, this is gonna be a nice pass happy offensive explosion kind of game there's a lot of fancy points to be had on both sides of the ball here so it'll it'll be a good one to watch for sure
0: okay then the Sunday night game should be an interesting one here's another one I thought we might differ and um, Denver at Oakland Trevor Simeon looking better but obviously not quite in Derek Carr's class you know Denver yeah. does a really good job stopping the pass which is Oakland's bread and butter, but Oakland also has a really nice run game, and Latavius Murray seems to be healthy. I'm going to pick Oakland to win this rather easily. I'll go with a final score, Oakland 34, Denver 24, and I'm guessing you might pick Oakland, but it'll probably be a lot lower scoring than I had it.
1: I actually am going to get real weird here and go with Denver 28-21. It goes against convention, Oakland, the black hole, but Here's the thing, Uh, Derek Carr, phenomenal last week, put up a ton of yards, that was great, my fantasy team was super about it, Uh, and Trevor Simeon looked a little suspect, especially late in that game, but I think the Denver defense is going to be able to slow Derek Carr down, Uh, granted they do have a lot of good running backs, they're still trying to figure that out though, Latavius Murray not really living up to expectations, Uh, DeAndre Washington's good, but not quite great yet. So there are still some some question marks there. I think that Denver defense, I think playing in prime time, maybe they have a little bit of an edge. This Oakland team's a little younger. I'm taking them. It's going to go down to the fourth quarter where Trevor Simeon, before the last two weeks, was one of the best in the league. Uh, I think that he's going to get them in the end zone at the end of this game, and that's going to be the difference.
0: Okay, and then capping off week nine, we've got the Monday night game.
1: Oh. Buffalo
0: at Seattle. Yeah, <laughs> I just probably
1: my least favorite game of the week.
0: Oh, I I don't think this is my least favorite. I I think this will actually be what a pretty be competitive you? game, but I think Seattle will win it on the strength of their passing. I'll say um, Seattle twenty four, Buffalo twenty.
1: That's actually the exact same outcome I have. Seattle twenty four, Buffalo twenty. Um, I. I think this will be competitive. I'm I'm not saying it's going to be a bad game. This is just the, if I had to pick a game I didn't want to watch this week, that would be it. I would watch literally any of the other 12 games before this one. I just, there's very little for me to get excited about here. There's no good storyline. I mean, yeah, it'll be good football and I'm still going to watch it obviously, but I mean, I just, this game doesn't mean anything to me. And I think that, Buffalo to me is—I'm a little confused with what their direction is. They've already decided they're conceding the division. I didn't love that. Um, I just don't think that they can go into Seattle with a banged-up LeSean McCoy uh, in prime time, going to play against the 12th man in essence, and come out with a win. If they do, I will—I will absolutely change my tune about them. But I just don't think that's going to happen here.
0: Yeah, I, I don't see that either. So no. Okay, so as we mentioned before, you've got um, some good quarterbacks on by this week. Yeah, David Johnson is probably the most prominent of the running backs. He's out. Uh, Jordan Howard, too. Yeah. But um, yeah, let's just get into the running back injuries this week, of which there are many, but uh, which ones do you want to highlight this week?
1: All right, so uh, we talked about Kansas City's woes. Jamal Charles is on IR. He's done for the year. He played a whole four games, well, so really like three and a quarter, but who's counting? Spencer Ware has a concussion. still not out of the concussion protocol. He's not practicing. He is, they're calling him questionable, more like doubtful. Um, it's pretty unlikely, unless something drastically changes in the next day or so, that he's going to be playing this week. That's why Hendrick West, if he's available in your league, you go pick him up right now. We're going to need him this week. Uh, Tevin Coleman has a hamstring injury. He's already been ruled out for tomorrow night. DeMarco Murray's dealing with that foot slash toe injury. He left the game early this week. He's been limited, should be fine. He says he's feeling fine. Today was more of a maintenance thing than anything else. They're going to ramp him up as the week goes. Uh, keep an eye on it. Barring a setback, he'll be good to go. He's going to get his normal snaps. Doug Martin with that hamstring injury we talked about last week. They're going to be kind of slow moving with him. He's already been ruled out for the Thursday night game. Carlos Hyde, uh, he's still wandering around, uh, sometimes in a sling with that shoulder injury. He's questionable. It looks like he's going to be fine unless something drastic happens between now and Sunday. Jaquiz Rogers has been ruled out for tomorrow night with his foot injury. Not a lot of running backs are actually going to be active for this game. (laughs) LaShawn McCoy is questionable. Again, he's going to play. uh, Theo Riddick, also questionable. He was limited at practice with that ankle injury. You're going to see his name on the injury report probably the rest of the year. He's going to play. uh, His matchup isn't great, but he will be this week. Jarek McKinnon didn't practice. He's questionable with an ankle, ankle injury. That one I would keep a little bit closer of an eye on. Matt Forte with a knee injury was limited to practice, more of a maintenance thing than anything else. I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, Thomas Rawls, he's not going to play this week with that fibula injury. Looks like he's he's potentially on track to be back next week, and from the comments that have been made in the media and from what I'm hearing from people in Seattle, um, he's going to be seeing some significant time. I wouldn't count on Christian Michael being your guy, maybe the rest of the way, getting all of the number one uh, running back duties. So keep an eye on that. If he's out on your waiver wire, maybe not the worst idea to pick him up and stash him now before they deem him ready to play. If you've got room, go do it. Matt Jones is questionable after missing last week. Keep an eye on him. That's going to go a little bit closer to game time on Sunday, so absolutely uh, have a plan B for your fantasy lineup if he's in your lineup this week. I
0: think they're on bye this week, aren't
1: they? Well, yeah, you're actually right. One of the million teams on bye. But keep an eye on him. They're still – trying to figure out what's going on with him.
0: Okay. Some people to look at. And actually, here's a quick question for you. Um, Kevin Coleman, if you had him on your bench and you were needing to replace somebody for a bye week do you think you would drop him? Or would you try to find somebody else to drop and keep him thinking that if he's healthy, that uh, he's, he's a pretty explosive option.
1: It would really depend on who I was picking up it would It would be very situational for me because i'm not I'm not married to the idea of Tevin Coleman. I could live without him, but if I don't have to, I don't want to
0: well, all right, you know the top two guys <laughs> off the waiver wire this week should be you know Tim Hightower and Chuck Hendrick West, maybe Derek Henry, if he's still available in your league, would be there too. but you know, would you drop um? Would you drop Tevin Coleman for either of those guys?
1: I don't know if I would drop him for Tim Hightower. I think I would for Charkandrick West, though.
0: Okay. Um, Rob Kelly, again, he's on by this week as, you know, he's somebody that I actually think, you know, has a chance to to keep that job over Matt Jones, given the latter's yeah. uh, fumbling tendencies. You know, Chris Thompson, I know. And he just hasn't was,
1: been, he hasn't been explosive. He hasn't been a difference maker even when he was healthy. So I think you're on something He pretty good against there. the
0: Eagles in that one game they won, but you know, it's just, yeah. I don't know. Rob Kelly looked pretty good last week, and yeah, we'll it see. Did. But, yeah. So yeah, what's with all the ties lately? We had two in one week, or no, i I'm only not, had one I'm not week, happy with but. it.
1: I hate the fact that a tie can be a thing. I tied in one of my fantasy football leagues last week too. I was just, I was furious. <laughs> so uh, mad.
0: Uh, <laughs> Donovan Mcabb feels your pain, but yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so somewhere I just saw Donovan over my shoulder like, uh, who knew? <laughs>
0: Uh, Teron Ward with Atlanta is an interesting pick pickup. Yeah, Devontae Freeman looks to get most of the carries there, and as we mentioned before, yeah. they should be passing a lot too, but he had a nice game last week and wouldn't make a bad flex option either if you're, you're desperate for a bye week or an injury fill-in.
1: Mm-hmm. So Fair how enough. about uh, who are
0: your top picks this week at running back?
1: Uh, I really like Carlos Hyde. I like the matchup a lot. I, I'm less concerned about his shoulder this week than I was last week, which is exciting. Devontae Booker, uh, we saw him last week, really came out and did some big things. Oakland gives up an average of 20 or more fantasy points to running backs over the last few weeks. I would love to exploit that. jJ obviously not going to hit another 200-yard game or three, uh, but still a really good matchup. Uh, and. Like I, we alluded to when we were making our picks earlier, I think Miami's got a pretty good chance of scoring some points. Christian Michael, kind of a no-brainer. Terrence West, Charkandrick West, anybody with the last name West, I will put in my lineup this week. Tim Hightower, uh, Devontae Freeman we talked about, Theo Riddick. Not a, not everybody's on board with him. I like him this week. Matt Forte, uh, Ezekiel Elliott kind of goes without saying for me. But <laughs> I think he's going to hey. have the biggest week of all.
0: I agree with that. I'm just looking down my list here to see if there's anybody that, um, yeah, New Orleans, that's kind of tough. I mean, Hightower
1: I just is popular yeah. on the labor
0: wire this week, but it could just as easily be Mark Ingram this week. And I'll throw um, Jonathan Stewart and DeMarco Murray's names out there, too. Yes, yeah. you know, yeah. DeMarco Murray, whoever the
1: starting running back for
0: Tennessee this week is, whether it's Murray with his
1: Unless this his foot falls off, enough. I'm pretty sure he's going to play. So you should be safe putting him in your lineup.
0: Okay, and and I actually like Latavius Murray more than you do this week. So those I are do the not. my my favorite running back this week. How about uh, any that you would go out of your way to avoid?
1: Uh, Latavius Murray is on my list. <laughs> Ryan Matthews for sure is on my list. Isaiah Crowell had a big game last week. I don't think it's going to happen this week. Todd Gurley, despite me thinking that the Rams are going to win this week and pull the upset, I don't necessarily think it's going to be Todd Gurley's doing. Chris Ivory, uh, any running back for the Jaguars? Looking at you, T.J. Yeldon, Rashad Jennings. We talked about before Mark Ingram. Uh, obviously, I like Hightower a little better than Mark Ingram, but I just, you know, not a big fan of fumbles. So,
0: okay, for me, I just I look at the whole. Detroit situation there. I mean, Theo Riddick seems like the most obvious choice you know, to get most of the snaps, but I don't like him. I don't like Matt Asiata with Minnesota. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not quite as sold on J.J. You know, for the sake of my fantasy team, I hope he does well this week, but I wouldn't count on it against the Jets. And you know, Todd Gurley, I agree with you on that one Melvin Gordon, San Diego, I don't think is gonna have a very big week. Uh, I'm, not yeah, to I'm not as high on Devontae Booker. not as high on Booker this week as you are, and um not as high on Christian Michael as you are either.
1: That's all right. That's right. I think okay, we can then. live with it. <laughs> all right.
0: Onward to wide receivers, uh, which injuries are are you paying the most attention to this week?
1: <sighs> um, Steve Smith didn't practice today with an ankle injury He's going to be fine They're playing the Steelers Even if he's not fine, he's going to be on the field Your boy Corey Coleman Coming back from the broken hand It looks like he's going to play this week He's been limited at practice They're calling him questionable uh, Again, short of his hand falling off He'll be on the field Terrell Pryor still dealing with the ever-present hamstring injury He re-aggravated a little bit on, on Sunday But he uh, should play He's not practicing today just for some rest, Marvin Jones isn't practicing. He's questionable with that foot injury. Ty Montgomery, who missed last week uh with the illness, the whole sickle cell trait deal uh he did practice today. It was limited. They're calling him questionable. This is gonna go to game time. It really depends on you know his health, uh not so much his ability to play, just can he survive being on the field? Randall Cobb dealing with the hamstring injury. He's in limited at practice. That one's a little bit more questionable. It looks like he should be good to go. T.Y. Hilton left the game with a hamstring injury. He didn't practice today. He's going to play. Won't be an issue there. Amari Cooper is dealing with a sore back. He's been limited to practice. He'll be fine for Sunday. Travis Benjamin and Tyrell Williams, both dealing with knee injuries. Both missed practice today. Both have said they're going to play, so I believe him. Deshaun Jackson's questionable with pretty much every injury known to man. Head injury, knee injury, ankle injury, hip injury. Uh, I think if he sneezes wrong, he's going on IR. But for now, he's questionable. He should be on the field when they come back from their bye week. Will Fuller, another one to keep an eye on, left the game with a leg injury. He should be fine. They're also on a bye this week. Uh, But injuries you need to keep an eye on. Have a plan for Percy Harvin, signed by the Buffalo Bills today, coming out of retirement. So there's that.
0: (laughs) Would you pick him up off the waiver wire?
1: Uh, actually yeah yeah I would um, <laughs> their wide receivers are really banged up and the fact that they're going out and signing Percy Harvin before the trade deadline's even over makes uh, me a little concerned that maybe those injuries are a little more serious than they think Sammy Watkins uh, is talking about coming back soon but there's really no timetable on that so if Percy Harvin can get on the field I'll take a flyer on him
0: Oh, I wouldn't, I'm skeptical. I mean, he hasn't played like in over record. a year and pardon.
1: Yeah. He's finally healthy. He's had a year off. He can recover from his 1,200 concussions and 87 leg injuries. He should be good to I, go.
0: I bet if he plays this week or next week that he'll be injured in his first game back. But
1: I'm not saying that they, won't happen. I'm just saying I would like to get like eight or 10 targets before that happens.
0: <laughs> okay. So, (laughs) Just looking at the injuries, I'm just coming to the conclusion that, especially with wide receivers and running backs, I think the hamstring and the ankles are what are scaring me the most. I mean, obviously the concussion is an awful injury, but they're pretty good about not playing somebody that's dealing with that. The the problem with the hamstring
1: and the ankle injuries is they just don't go away. They linger and they linger and they linger because it's not like you're going to stop using them. Yeah, you might take Wednesday off of practice, but you still got to be out there for Thursday and Friday at least for parts of them if you want to play on Sunday. So you never really get over it.
0: So that's why you know someone like Steve Smith, you know scares me. You're or Even Larry Fitzgerald with having it. ankle injuries, T. Y. Hilton mm-hmm. with the hamstring, all that stuff. You know, Randall Cobb with the hamstring, all that. Terrell Pryor, that all scares me more than say Corey Coleman with his hands. You know, I just guessing hands. that they wouldn't let him back on the field unless he thought he could function with it and if he can then you know I think you know he's more likely to put up big numbers this week especially playing against that depleted Dallas secondary than, than some others that we've talked well, about and the other
1: the other thing that's concerning is that the the ankle and hamstring stuff uh, that can flare up in warm-ups. that can flare up in a game and all of a sudden you've just wasted a roster spot on a guy that you know, it was only out there for ten minutes. And now, you know, you're it's it's more of a risk to take, that's for sure. So
0: in terms of waiver wire options, I talked before about Kendall Wright. He would probably be at the top of my list in terms of wide receivers. You know, yeah, Jameson Crowder has a bye this week, but is somebody else that I think is starting to get a lot of people's attention now. Uh, Quincy Nunwa had a big game for the Jets last weekend. Um, Philip Dorsett is back healthy supposedly for Indianapolis. Cordero That's Patterson is about Patterson's about the only bright spot in the Minnesota offense right now. Pierre Garçon a little bit further down the pecking order for Washington. Dontrell Inman um, has had a couple of big games in a row for San Diego. Dorian Green-Beckham is starting to get some targets for Philadelphia. Adam Thielen has had a up and down the season for Minnesota that's out but is out there. Tyler Boyd, you know, Devin Funches, Tyreek Hill, Adam Humphreys, Andrew Hawkins, Robbie Anderson and then Percy Harvin was at the very bottom of my uh list for this week. To me he's like the ultimate flyer.
1: <laughs> I agree with you on Kendall Wright. Um I quite frankly I think if there's any week you're gonna pick up Doriel Beckham Green, this is the week. Josh Huff getting arrested, uh Nelson Aguilar is just awful and uh the running backs you know, can't seem to A get past the line of scrimmage or B hang on to the ball. Doriel Green Beckham is one of the few people that actually caught a pass. Uh they're not even targeting tight ends anymore. So against this Giants defense I like his chances pretty pretty much more than I would just about any other week.
0: Okay, so who are your um, top picks for wide receivers this week?
1: Jarvis Landry all day, every day. He and Devonte Parker are gonna have really nice days. Uh, Kelvin Benjamin, despite the fact I think that Carolina is gonna lose this game, I think he's gonna have a nice, a nice game. Uh, Ty Montgomery, I guess we can talk about him under the wide receiver category, even though he's eligible in both wide receiver and running back now. I think that as long as he can get on the field, I think he's going to have a very nice day. Dante Moncrief and T.Y. Hilton, both a little banged up, but both a favorable matchup. Michael Thomas is going to bounce back this week. Kenny Britt, Kendall Wright, Julio Jones, Muhammad Sanu. Um, If Ben Roethlisberger plays, and I'm 98% sure he's going to, I like Sammy Coates. Um, if he doesn't, Sammy Coates kind of drops off the radar for me there. Mike Evans, Alan Hearns, Terrell Pryor and Corey Coleman, Steve Smith, uh, Des Bryant, Cole Beasley, Odell Beckham Jr., pretty much all guys on my list this week.
0: Okay. I'm just looking over my list to see if I have anybody to add to that. Um, and I think you hit most of mine. Um, you, did you mention Alan Robinson? I forget.
1: I forget. Uh no yeah. I didn't because he's on my sit list.
0: Okay. Alan Robinson and I are eye to
1: eye on some things.
0: <laughs> okay, I think this might be the week he gets back on track. Um, New Orleans, I agree with you about, um, you know, Michael Thomas, but I wouldn't overlook, you know, there there are other options. Willie two, Sneed. Uh, yeah, Sneed like and uh, Brandon Cooks. You know, mm-hmm. I think are. With decent plays for this week um, you know, I'm Just trying to say, Yeah, I think you got most of the others that were on my list Devonte Adams I might throw on the list yeah. And you know, probably Doug Baldwin And Javon Curse too And Seattle would also make my list Of strong plays this week How about uh, wide receivers you're really looking To avoid this week
1: well, I actually have Allen Robinson and Doug Baldwin, both on my list of guys I'd like to avoid. Um, Doug Baldwin, I just I don't trust him. I don't like this. This Buffalo matchup gives me a little bit of strife. I, I think that I'd like to maybe wait a week on him. Allen Robinson... I'm just I'm frustrated with. I traded him last week. I'm just I'm having a lot of feelings about the Jaguars. I don't think this is the week for Allen Robinson. I hope you're right. I hope he bounces back. I hope they get it together. I just don't feel that strong about it. I'm sitting Marvin Jones this week too. I don't love his matchup or his health. Golden Tate, Amari Cooper, Mike Wallace—all guys I'm staying away from this week.
0: Okay, yeah, I would stay away from anybody in that uh, Detroit Minnesota game as I. Mentioned. I don't think that's going to be a very... I think those will probably end up being the two lowest-scoring teams of the week, which is saying something. To have them mm-hmm. both in the same game, that would be pretty rough to watch. That's probably the Not game I would least to want to watch this week.
1: I'd rather watch Even that game am, of than Buffalo-Seattle. I will say that.
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I'm a little more interested in, in Seattle, mm-hmm. I suppose, just to see if Russell Wilson can... Crank it up and and throw for 300 yards In a game against Buffalo's Secondary but um, Yeah I don't see too many Other people I'm not a real big Fan of Odell Beckham Junior or or Sterling Shepard or Victor Cruz this week Against the Philly Secondary Los Angeles Brian Quick has been getting some publicity Lately but I Still think that he's Not going to do, as well as Kenny Britt. There's just a lot of uh, games this week where I don't don't like Demarius Thomas or Emmanuel Sanders for Denver. Um, I'm not a big fan of um, the Oakland receivers this week either like you are, and I think that's about it for my list, so there's some overlap. I mean, I,
1: I still like Michael Crabtree just because he tends to end up in the end zone even in those lower scoring games, and um Amari Cooper is just going to be just double-covered all day, plus he's dealing with a back injury. Those tend to make me a little nervous for a wide receiver. So for me, it's not the best recipe for success. Um, but you do have six teams on a bye, so pick and choose your battles. <laughs> all
0: right, so how about tight end injuries? What's, what's on we your radar We're doing tight ends there? or
1: quarterbacks, where you want to go first?
0: Oh. No, no, no. Let's let's do quarterback. We
1: should we should at some point talk about quarterbacks. Probably.
0: Yeah, probably have a little more of an impact on the game.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it's it's all in the eye of the beholder. Uh, not too many quarterback injuries this week. Um, we could spend the entire time talking about Alex Smith and all of his injuries, but uh, Alex Smith left the game twice, both with head injuries. They're saying he does not have a concussion, but he is ruled out for this week. Uh, like I said, my boy Nick Foley and dynamite. Nick Foles is going to be under center, and I'm pretty hyped about it. Ben Roethlisberger came back to practice this week. He was limited. They're calling him questionable. He is going to play. Uh, Cam Newton says he's not – that whole thing's so stupid. He doesn't feel safe on the football field and this and that. Um, and then out in Cleveland, uh, Hugh Jackson doesn't want to necessarily name a starter now. Smart money's on Cody Kessler this week, but uh, Josh McCown. It could go either way at this point. Um, but I, I would put, I would put my money on Cody Kessler being your starter for the Cleveland Browns this week. So you have that so going for you.
0: Cam Newton doesn't feel safe out there. Do they have concealed carry in North Carolina?
1: They sure do. They sure do. Okay. It's not that hard to get either.
0: <laughs> well. Hopefully he won't bring it out on the field with him if he has it, but that could be pretty bad. But you
1: know Josh Huff will, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Okay. Because as far as waiver wire...
1: athletes carry guns.
0: (laughs) As far as waiver wire pickups for this week, um, I had Trevor Simeon at the top of my list if you're in need of a quarterback. You know, whoever the quarterback is in Cleveland this week, you know, know, whether it's... um, McCown or or um, Cody Kessler, whoever starts against that Dallas secondary is worth starting. Nick Foles agree with you there.
1: There is um, there Ryan is no Fitzpat- Dallas secondary anymore. They're gone. Doesn't even exist.
0: <laughs> okay. Those those eleven <laughs> on seven drills. Yeah. So, that's, um, that's
1: what we're running this week.
0: The the Jets, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick assuming his uh his uh, head injury, yeah. his supposed head injury last week isn't too bad. Sam Bradford, and then, um, if you know, not for this week, but if you're looking for quarterback depth on your roster, a couple guys with buys this week that might still be worth looking into, or Jay Cutler with Chicago and Brock Osweiler with Houston. I know you're not a fan.
1: Nope. Nope, not at all. Not okay. really a fan either, of those, Top- but I'd rather have Jay Cutler than Brock Osweiler, I will say that. That's oh, and that's a tough thing
0: to say. There, okay. <laughs> Top quarterback picks for this week.
1: Uh Matt Ryan, Dak Prescott, Jameis Winston. I'm very excited about uh his fantasy production this week. Eli Manning, uh I know you're you're down on the receivers, I understand that, but they're gonna be playing from behind. He's gonna have to throw and Rashad Jennings is not gonna get it done. Philip Rivers, Ryan Tannehill, Marcus Mariota, Case Keenum, Drew Brees. They got some good quarterback matchups this week.
0: Okay, I'm just looking down my list. Um, I would add Joe Flacco to the list and Blake Bortles. And you mentioned Case Keenum. You know, when you mentioned um, Los Angeles, San Diego, you mentioned. I would put um, both Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck on the list, and I'll also put. Um, um. us see who, who's the other one that I have on my list here Russell Wilson He's, he's the last one on my list so mm. Those are the guys that I like this week How about uh, quarterbacks That you're staying away from at all costs this week
1: this one hurts me a lot, but I'm I'm not starting Blake Bortles in any of my lineups this week. I don't love this matchup at all. I don't love that it's in Kansas City. I don't love what I'm seeing mechanically from him. I have some concerns, and then there's not going to be a whole second half of garbage time for him to get his fantasy points. So I'm staying away from him this week. Same thing with Derek Carr. I don't love the matchup. I think there are significantly better options for me. Russell Wilson, I don't love it. I don't love it against that defense, the fact that he's not 100%, and I think it's going to be more of a run-heavy game. Matt Stafford I'm sitting this week, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, you know, I I don't think I want to start Ben Roethlisberger, even if he plays, but I'm a little more on the fence about that one.
0: Yeah, I agree with you about Roethlisberger and Derek Carr. I'm Blake Bortles, we disagree about. Um, Russell Wilson, okay. we disagree Agree on Stafford, um, Sam Bradford is another one I would throw on that list. Yeah. Um not not feeling it with Eli Manning this week. And you know, those are the big ones. I'm not sure Cam Newton would I I think they'll score a lot of points, but I think most of their damage would be done.
1: on the ground. There. It's it's his team. Cam Newton just plays on it now. Let's Comedy Central.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um why don't we move this time? Let's move on to tight ends for real. I had a false start penalty there a couple minutes ago, but uh, that's all
1: right.
0: Tight, you can play for the Cowboys. Ends injury, <laughs> tight ends with injuries. Who's who's uh, noteworthy this week?
1: Jacob Tammy already been ruled out for tomorrow. Jared Cook, uh, he's still battling that ankle injury. Off crutches on a practice field. He's been li- he didn't practice today. He is questionable. I don't think we're going to see him this week. It would take some. Some serious healing to happen. I think next week's a lot more likely. Dwayne Allen's still dealing with an ankle injury. He's been limited. That one's pretty questionable. Keep an eye on that, as well as Julius Thomas, who didn't practice at all today with an ankle injury. Jordan Cameron's still dealing with a concussion. He is still in the concussion protocol and not practicing. Uh, I'd be a little more concerned about that. His backup, Deion Sims, is out of the concussion protocol and is practicing, so you may see more of him this week. And Hunter Henry, dealing with a knee injury, didn't practice, but he's already been losing targets to Antonio Gates anyway, so you probably shouldn't be starting him even if he plays.
0: Okay. For waiver Wire recommendations, if he's still out there, I love Cameron Brait, although I did cut him in one league this week to pick up Dennis Pitta. What do you think about that? Well, then role? we know
1: where he's available.
0: <laughs> he's available in my league, but, um, <laughs> you know, which of those two do you think you'd rather have?
1: Probably Dennis Pitta. I think you made the right move.
0: Okay. So Cameron Braid, um, Virgil Virgil Green in Denver is out there in a lot of leagues. Austin Hooper filling in for Jacob Tamme in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And then a couple guys on by this week. But, again, if you're looking for depth in a deep league, Vernon Davis with Washington and C.J. Fedorowicz with Houston are a couple guys that you might want to consider.
1: Fair enough, fair enough. I can roll with that.
0: Um, okay. Tight end as far for as week. Uh,
1: guys we like there's some pretty good matchups this week um, Dennis Pitta who we just talked about he's on my list, Lance Kendricks Kyle Rudolph, uh, I know I'm, I'm more in the minority on that one Antonio Gates for sure, Gary Barnage despite the fact he hasn't gotten in the end zone I think he's going to have himself a nice, a nice game this week uh, Kobe Fleener, Jesse James Travis Kelsey uh, I think all could be good starts this week
0: okay and just in the interest of time, a couple guys that I would avoid, I would avoid Zach Ertz, and he's missing an action. Stay far, um, far
1: away from him and Brent Selick.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, Charles Clay is not somebody I'd want to take a chance on this week. And
1: Yeah, they you say know, he's going to be okay. I, I, I don't buy into that. Somebody that, that I'm
0: much. also not real keen on this week. So I'm just mm-hmm. trying to. Throwouts and uh, the bigger names. And I would say stay away ones. from Jason, Jason Witten. Witten. Yeah,
1: maybe. it was cool yeah. he yeah. caught that touchdown last week, but uh, right. historically the the Browns shut down tight ends pretty well, and uh, they haven't needed to use him as much as they have in games past. So I would I'd sit it's him down because they
0: have a rushing game.
1: It's crazy. So. What a weird world playing balanced football.
0: Yeah, I mean right now, you know, assuming their defense <laughs> holds up, they actually. Look Ooh, to me like one of the assumption. top teams in the league right now. But, of course, they could be guilty of peaking too soon, but just to plant the seeds of doubt in for you. So, Thank
1: you. Appreciate um, that.
0: You're welcome. Carry defense. that warm and fuzzy
1: feeling with me all, all day.
0: Of course. So, defense is, <laughs> yeah, for me, Minnesota and Detroit are the two. I mean, Minnesota's probably not out there on your waiver wire. Detroit probably is. Those are a couple that um, – that I would, you know, especially Detroit, you know, that's one that's probably available and that I would look into this week. I actually mm-hmm. picked up Dallas in one league this week because I think that uh, even with the injuries in the secondary, they should still be in pretty good shape there. Uh, any See, more I, just comments have, I, I keep
1: having nightmares of Terrell Pryor just torching us. I'm scared. There's some fear. This okay. is the kind of game that I we're more like, I don't think it's actually but... going to happen, but like something, it's going to get close enough to make you uncomfortable.
0: Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So how about DFS? Who do you like this week? Let's skip kickers.
1: Uh, yeah, poor kickers. Um, if you're going to stack anybody, stack the Cowboys. kind of goes without saying. You're going to pay the price, but it's going to be worth it. Um, quarterback wise Big Ben if he plays take a flyer on him the values there Andrew Locke Nick Foles Case Keenum Jameis Winston and Marcus Mariota Matt Ryan you'll pay for a little bit but totally worth it Um, running back wise Theo Riddick Ezekiel Elliott Jonathan Stewart Carlos Hyde Devontae Booker Charkandrick West again good value Terrence West Devontae Freeman DeMarco Murray the usual suspects there Wide receivers, Des Bryant and Cole Beasley, T.Y. Hilton and Dante Moncrief, Kendall Wright, Muhammad Sanu is going to have a huge game this week, and his price is very low. Stick with him. Mike Evans, Sammy Coates, Doug Baldwin, Devontae Adams. As far as tight ends go, uh, Larry Dinell I don't love for your, your season-long league, but I like his value in the DFS. Gary Barnage as well. Uh, Antonio Gates, Kyle Rudolph, and Dennis Pitta rounded out for me. And then defense-wise, Philly, Baltimore, Kansas City, Pittsburgh, Miami, all good values there. Um, And then of course, we'll be back with you next week from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time as we are every Wednesday night, giving you all the news and notes. We'll recap the games, give you your predictions, your start sits, waiver wire pickups, your daily fantasy pickups, all that good stuff. And then if you need to find us, you've questions you need advice suggestions you can find us all over social media at facebook at the fantasy football sherpa fan page at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, and on twitter at fantasy underscore sherpa jkim16 and the number four thn inches show thank you so much for listening guys enjoy the rest of the world series and good luck unless you're playing me this week as always
0: (laughs) here amir abdul is looking for you and wondering why you're not recommending him on dfs
1: I'm so sorry, Amir. I'll make it up to you. (laughs) We'll get him next week. (laughs) But thanks so much for listening, guys. We will see you next Wednesday night at 9 p.m.